Hey everybody, uh, Steve here. This week we thought to ourselves, hey, you know what would be a sweet treat for everyone involved? If we put a Patreon-exclusive episode on the main feed. Nah, I know, it sounds crazy, but we're doing it. So if you are on the Patreon, this is something you've heard already, and I apologize for that. But if you aren't, this is a episode we recorded a few weeks back. We've uh, now been doing review episodes every weekend on the rings of power lord of the Rings show and amazon prime you're watching it you have opinions and so do we this is the first episode review so complete spoilers for that episode if you haven't seen it i will say also spoilers for our reviews is that you know that if i remember correctly this is a pretty positive we're pretty positive here now uh you know, maybe that stays. Maybe, maybe that those opinions don't stay. I don't know. If you've watched the show, maybe you can draw your own conclusions. If you like what you hear and you want more Rings of Power content, over on our Patreon, we are reviewing every episode up until the end of the series, and then we'll most likely be moving on to the Wheel of Time show. So for as little as $3, you can get that bonus podcast. Uh, it comes out every weekend. But for now, enjoy our first episode, full of spoilers, episode one, The Rings of my sword and my axe yeah Sorry, I wasn't we did attention. it it's okay it's okay you know what it's okay and my bow and you can have my netflix password i only i oh. only use it but i can have up to five people so we can share <laughs> <laughs> and my sword yeah okay uh that would Sean Dean. <laughs> yeah uh, that's be, gonna turn uh, out well that would mean that four of you, unfortunately, will not be on my on my Netflix. There's nine of us in the fellowship, and I can only have five. Net four it's of okay, you. You can have my Amazon Prime. You can have, you my, can have Prime. my Amazon. Which Prime. up until recently, that would have been funny. That would have been funny because Prime isn't, you know, for a long time was very, very bad. Prime Video. Yeah, very bad. Very. We're bad. here today to tell you, it's not that bad anymore. It's okay. not that bad. It's not that bad. Hello, everybody. This is the Patreon. This is a very special Patreon. Uh, because I think this is the first time we actually came to you guys, dear listeners, to tell us what to do. Because we, Steve and I were talking about this last week. We were mm-hmm. like, which which path do we go down? Do we go down the House of the Dragon path? Or do we go down the yep. Rings of Power path? Which, Two what, very which popular... One of those paths is full of incest and debauchery. And, and the other uh, one... The other one... We don't know what it's full of, really. I don't know. Dragons well, and bush people, you know, I guess. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Lots we don't of know. Elves. It couldn't. Lots of, lots lots of elves. elves. That's true. That's true. Uh, yes, and you guys gave us a resounding answer for Rings of Power, and I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad you guys did because you know, Game of Thrones is fun, but we've talked about it quite a bit, and we were we're already coming in with our own kind of like preconceptions of the show. So going to Rings of Power and doing that show instead, uh. 
it's a little refreshing. It's we, gonna be more fun. Yeah, it doesn't feel so heavy. Fuck you know the what house I mean? of the dragon. Fuck it. Here's I am quite. I am like enjoying that show though. It's pretty good. But we're not here to talk about that. But before, so like, what we're gonna do today, folks, is we're gonna review episode one, season one of the Rings of Power. The Rings next of week, Power. Next week we're gonna do episode two, so on and so forth. I know, I know, both episodes are out right now. But you know, Steve and I, we're busy people. But we did watch both episodes. We watched the first episode twice, at least, right, Steve? Is that true? Yes, I've watched the first episode two times, and I still Perfect. feel like I need to. Watch it again, because I there's things I noticed the second time that I didn't even see the first time. Exactly. I'm sure so there's going to be things in the in the third time. I don't know. There's a, there, there's a lot to kind of unpack here, but before we go into our review, I want to give a little special shout out. A little special shout out no, I, to somebody. We, we want to. It's not just you. No, I do. We, I, I would like to as well. Look, it, it whenever going? you see words coming from us, it's from me. All right. It's not. I type words sometimes. I went on Twitter the other day and I wrote uh, Rand. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was it. But to be fair, the Wheel of Time account, they just wrote Taviran. Taviran, right? It's and true. I'm like, that's yeah. my fucking bit. Yeah, it's so I wrote Rand. Bit. You should have just At sent them like jam. a private <laughs> message of just the emojis for bread and cheese, just nonstop. We've done that a bunch to them. They don't acknowledge it. Yeah, yet. But we're growing in power, slowly but surely. Oh, we'll be back. We'll be back in season two. We'll really amp it up. Oh yeah, we're gonna be on it. But where, we'll where, where was I? I I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking a very dear listener of ours, Nicole. Nicole we... has joined the ranks of you two other schlubs. <laughs> Don't say that. And now <laughs> we we need no. them. <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant it as a good thing. I meant it oh, as okay. a good thing. And now everyone, they're the trifecta, right? They're like, um... Cheese Batman. Daddy said it best. Cheese Daddy sent me a message. He was like, congratulations, guys. It's now a Gouda triumvirate. And I was like, that... That's it? I like that. That's it. That yeah, is fucking... So you, that is it. So no, what you guys is, are... This is unreal. You guys are... You guys are... This is incredible. I might Thank be able to move out of support. Steve's basement. Thank you so, 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 so much. It's changing... <laughs> we're changing our lives. I bought really? a vegetable today. Holy shit. What kind of vegetable? <laughs> an expensive one, man. What? Um, an eggplant? An eggplant. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. I'm going to make an eggplant stew. The rings of power. No, thank you so much for joining. Um, for for just for supporting us and everything. No, seriously. We love, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much. Uh, and it gets, it, it lets us do this and we love doing this. I mean, most of the time, sometimes, sometimes Steve's in a pretty bad mood, but you know, no, most I of the time though, you're the one that gets in the bad mood, man. Like you we're not getting into this conversation. These people we just had this conversation. You and I, we're not doing this better than again. we know you and I, the rings of power, the rings of power. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> okay. So let's get into this fucking shit. Let's get into it. Let's dive in right off the bat. I think it's safe to say we are both um, both quite positively receive this. Uh, quite positive. I think it's pretty yeah. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty dope. I think overall. it's pretty good. I think it's actually pretty fucking great. And the first thing that I noticed about this show right from the get-go is how pretty it is. 
and it is fucking beautiful. It is beautiful. It's like a, it's just like a full on movie with all the money in the world just thrown at it, and it really shows. It really shows. It is incredibly beautiful. It shows like how expensive this show really is. Um, yeah. It does a good job. I, I thought it does a good job of like sort of continuing the aesthetic that we know from the movies. Yeah. But also setting itself apart in certain ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it didn't look it never looked cheap or never did or tacky or anything like that. Like all of I bought I bought most of it. Um episode one, most of it did feel very Lord of the Ringsy. It felt very Lord of the Ringsy, and I, you know what? You're you're touching on something there that I thought about when I was watching it the second time before we started recording, which was this show. Not only does it have the fans to worry about, and if I if you spent any time on the internet, like the fans are like practically unified in rooting against this show, and part of me wants to root against this show as well, not because of the show or the creators or the actors or anything that's involved with the show itself, but because I'm an anti-Amazon person. I don't buy anything from Amazon. I just, I don't think that they should be as powerful as they are. But that being said, if the, if the show's good, then the show's good. You shop at, you shop at fucking Walmart? Yeah, I do. At least I go somewhere. You go, don't go like anywhere. You go to Walmart and you come back. <laughs> Look, they don't need that much insight into my life. They they support us enough. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting. I don't think you should watch it then. So well, that? okay. Let me let me get to my point here though. They have the the weight of the fans, the expectations of the fans to deal with, which, like I said, have been pretty negative kind of going into it. Then they also have to follow in the footsteps of not only J.R.R. Tolkien, but also Peter Jackson. Because Peter Jackson really and his and his team, I don't want to say that it was just Peter Jackson. He had a whole team behind him. They're really responsible for the high fantasy aesthetic that we know of today. They Absolutely. really kind of like I mean, set the tone. They re- they redefined it. And Absolutely. And uh, I mean, and that's what I mean, though. Like that sort of aesthetic that they formed there. We sort of continue over here, but they tweak it enough uh, to set it alone in its own sort of timeline i guess what it does is it balances really well the kind of like the aesthetic of the hobbit series and the original lord of the rings series there are things about the hobbit series that i didn't like aesthetic wise in a lot of cases it was due to the cgi and i think here in in rings of power i think that criticism for me still kind of holds up the cgi still kind of looks a little wonky to me it still looks expensive it still looks movie quality but cgi generally doesn't look great to me i don't know, you know i, I mean? didn't really i didn't really think that didn't stand i'm pretty harsh me. on CGI, cgi though i don't hate it but i'm pretty harsh on it okay well fucking maybe lay off the fucking special effects guys for a fucking minute there buddy let's let's sort of go through <laughs> the episode because i got some notes and some things that i want to that I want to touch. All on. right, we start right at the top of the episode, we'll like with the right at the top where it opens with fucking Lord of the Rings babies, and it's like a bunch of fucking <laughs> baby Gladriel and a bunch of fucking dickhead kids running around. Yep. And she's made like a paper goose, and she's like putting it. She's like, my goose will float, and they're like, it'll never float, and she's like, it will, uh, <laughs> it will sail or some and fucking they... shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then they run <laughs> to a gutter, and fucking Pennywise the clown is hanging underneath there. 
It floats. Right? And uh, in this scene, too, I think it's her brother, Gladiel's brother, who's talking to her afterwards. Yeah, and, like, exactly. Telling her so, about like death and shit. But he looks like fucking David Bowie. He looks great. Those uh, elves, like, they're fucking pretty. There's some pretty ass elves in the show. That he, they, they really are. Yeah. The fucking David Bowie looking elf is, I guess, her brother, who then, like, immediately we get this whole fucking breakdown of Morgoth fucking bam, 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 and he fucking kills uh, everyone. Kills yes. fucking. He fucking, like, so, burns down their trees. He burns so, down the elf trees. So what happens here is Galadriel, in a voiceover, gives us a montage narration kind of explaining a, a thousand years worth of story. So it's basically the, the war with Morgoth that she's trying to explain. And when I yeah. first watched this, I was kind of like, oh, man, I wish this was the first season of the show. Because I we've never seen Morgoth. And Morgoth is kind of like yeah. the, the Emperor Palpatine of the Lord of the Rings Saga, I don't even know, you know if he's I mean? that though. I think he's more of like a fucking Count Dooku. I mean, I don't know, but he's. I think, uh, I, I think he's more Palpatine because he, he. I think he's he more like a Sauron. fucking like a like a fallen angel type situation. Like he's mm. not like because he, yeah. he's one of those fucking angel god people, and uh, like I'm like I'm like fucking I'm pretty sure Shelob is one of them, the fucking spider. From right, Rings. it's true, but it's true, uh, it's this true. is all like fucking deep, crazy fucking Cimmerillion shit. And yeah. uh, that book's like the Bible of Lord of the Rings and like written like it, and it's a tough read. Yeah, and there's yeah. some crazy ass shit in there, but yeah, but it does pretty well, it does a pretty good job of explaining this war with Morgoth. Like I said, I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh man, I kind of wish this was the first season because I want to see it, this sort of story. But another part of me, after watching it the second time, was going like. You know what? I am more invested with this current story they're they're telling. I want to see where Galadriel goes and all these other characters that we see. And we get a good shot in this opening scene of Valinor, the home of the elves. And it is fucking... It it's looks cool. great. looks great. It's pretty cool. Fucking One note I have when I was watching elves, watching all these fucking elves, is like I was looking at their ears, especially the baby Galadriel. And she's got like big old elf ears. And it's like, mm-hmm. do the ears, okay. do the elf ears, like, just stay one size? Don't they say that about humans? Your ears stay the same size? No, your eyes. No, I stay the same size, but uh, ears and nose keep growing. But that's actually technically false. Your eyes do grow as you grow up. It's not a lot, but your eyes do grow. Yeah, we don't have, like, big human eyes and you're fucking, like, two seconds old. Exactly. This. You got a little tiny beanie. Or that you are a fucking Bratz, a Bratz character, Bratz doll. You got to get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> those eyes too big those eyes are way too big yeah we got that intro and then we've we pretty much catch up with galadriel about a thousand years later from when she's a kid uh and she's on the hunt for sauron all right she believes that sauron hasn't disappeared after the war with morgoth she thinks that he's still out there somewhere and she believes that because when uh, unfortunately her brother is killed hunting sauron himself and he leaves a mark on Sauron, this kind of like three, this three prong. Sauron leaves his mark on the brother. Yes, exactly. Bransom. With like a three pronged, like dagger looking thing. Well, it's his little mark of Sauron thing. I don't know. Is that something created just for the show or is that something that exists? It was probably also created for merchandising. 
Let's be real here. That's true. Know. Yeah, that's very. Buy very that true. on a little fucking. I don't know stamp. Oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> shit, yeah. right? Put it on yeah, a mug. Yeah. Put anything on. We're a gonna mug. go to the comic expo next year, and you know what we're gonna see. We're gonna see that on like keychains, fucking everywhere. We're gonna see like this. First little, of all, we're, we're you're not going to go kid. because when I brought it up this year, you were extremely bitter about it, and you're like, "Why would I go?" So, so second of all, yeah. if I go, yeah, I will see it by myself, and then I'll be like, "It's unfortunate that Will can't partake in this with me," and I'll take a picture of it, and the patrons can fucking partake in it with me because you're a dick, Will. That hurt, man. Well, that maybe hurt, you should. It hurt when you were like, fuck you. I'm not coming to the fucking comic expo with you. You didn't go either. Because I had no friends. Well, no friends to go with. Were, see, maybe if you were nicer to me, maybe I would have went. But no. no, you wouldn't have. There's a reason why I'm not nice Probably. to you. <laughs> Probably not. You've cultivated this. You've cultivated okay. this attitude over years. Years. Where are we? Where are we? Okay. This leads into this next scene of uh, Galadriel well, um, we... with... Okay, go, sorry, Wait, go ahead. No, no, no. This is the scene I want to talk about, I think. Okay, this leads into a scene with Galadriel leading a troop of elves. They're kind of like Sauron rangers. They've been hunting Sauron for a little bit, and it's on top of this mountain peak, and they find like... this, like, Sauron castle. You know? Eh. They're like, it's got to be here. And it looks fucking metal. It looks like fucking okay. something from a, 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 a Megadeth album. Before we do, actually, I think we are past what I want to talk about. When when she was talking about all, how, like, all the fucking, uh, the casualties of the war, it, it, either, I don't think with Morgoth, I think it was with Sauron, when, like, Sauron wiped out her brother and everyone. And she's, okay. it shows her stacking these elf helmets. That's, that's onto, about like, the war with Morgoth. I mean, th- it's the same war. Like, Sauron's just same like war? a... Yeah, he's like a commander of Morgoth's army. Okay, or like, now that looked cool. Look what's going on there? What's going on? They're just stacking all the helmets. They're just pulling the helmets off of dead people and putting them in a fucking pyramid. Yep, put it in one pile. You'll and the structural later. integrity of that. Like, that thing would have definitely collapsed so many times, and they had to, like, rebuild it. It's not going to just just fucking stack like that. They're helmets. You know what it reminded you know what it reminded me of? That like image of Galadriel putting all the elven helmets on on top of a giant pyramid uh, of helmets. It reminded me of three hundred, like that sort of exactly. like aesthetic of that shot. Like which it's is just, a comic it seems book movie. So, that's yeah, fucking it just seems not so kind even of like, grounded in reality. And I get and like Lord of the Rings is its own thing, but it's like it was that that part actually was kind of cheesy. That was kind of like I don't know, like why? Are, like mm-hmm. okay, cool. I didn't think because, it was like, cheesy, what, but I, it was it was something I definitely who, noticed. Who cleaned that up? Who cleaned that up? <laughs> like that just sat there. Like they just left it there as a monument, or like what? Like what? Do you, I don't know. Maybe or we it's don't like know. we don't know, right? But every single one of these elves right. that they pulled the helmet off to put onto the pyramid was surely wearing fucking more armor, a whole suit of armor. Ah, and that's still that. on them. I don't know. It's just like it was a weird choice. Moving on. <clears throat> I feel I, I feel yeah it it definitely is a point. shot that you can you can you can glom onto everything with her with Gladriel's little squad that's hunting Sauron like when they get to his castle and like like almost like everything up to this point so much of it is what we saw in the trailers like this I I feel like the trailers were pretty much only episode one maybe a little bit pretty episode much two. yeah but yeah, yeah, for yeah. the most part like you get a good chunk of the trailer in the first like two minutes of this series. Yeah. Well, once we're past the fucking Lord of the Rings babies, once we're out of that. Yeah. 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 
but like a like her climbing the mountain and her fighting the snow troll which is coming up uh you see a lot of it in those trailers in fact like i think there's only been a couple of shots in the ice wall haven't seen. and we saw they have ice boots you see those they do Little yeah spikes on their feet I saw that in the second run. I was like, it's a good nice. way to climb. Nice. Well, it's a good little detail because I bet the rock climbers out there, they'd be like, where are their climbing boots? You think Elsa's just going to go out there and not be climbing with no boots on? Hmm? I don't know. It se- Honestly, it seems, it doesn't <laughs> seem great. Because what happens <laughs> if you lose control up top, but both of your bottom pegs are still in the wall? You're going to break your ankles. You're going to break your feet off and fall to your death. I don't know enough about rock climbing to dispute you. Well, think about gravity, though. If you lost control of both of well, your top, your your hand picks, and your feet are in the wall, you're going gravity's to probably only a theory, fall backwards. It's, it's, you know what? It's not. And fucking <laughs> Mr. Newton, I think. Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. He could tell you all about it, buddy. I'm sure you could. You actually, you were just trying to tell me all about it. Uh, okay. Um, no, I, I'm into the boots. I don't know what it, I'm. I can't really defend. I was, I was like, it was boots. I think man. they were cool too, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think the Game of Thrones method, when fucking Tormund and and company climbed up the wall, where they each had, I believe they each had their ice picks, and then they were tied to each other. So if one fell, you had the integrity of the rest of the group to hold you back until you could get back on the wall and keep going. I'm not spending Safer. one more second talking about boots. So they get Safer. into the. <laughs> so they get Safety into first. The, <laughs> they get into the uh, Sauron castle, and uh, Galadriel's like, "See, I fucking told you." And uh, there's they're setting up a whole bunch of they're setting up Galadriel as kind of this naive, headstrong, uh, almost like willing to go to the dark side. And she even admits it in that intro. She's like, "I've touched the darkness, and now my brother's vow is my own." Like she's she it does have that darkness inside her to to hunt Sauron, you know, and she's willing to let people die, not and and to let herself get into harm's way to complete this complete this mission. And that's something that's actually I've never really thought of that of Gladriel, but when you think back to like the Fellowship of the Ring, when she kind of has that like moment where she sees the ring and she does this, you know, giant come to Jesus scary moment in fellowship makes it is a, lot a weird of sense. fucking moment it is a weird moment but she's she's willing to go there so i'm interested in seeing how far she's willing to go to fulfill her deeds because you know she's willing to let people people who follow her she's willing to let them go she's willing to let them die that's pretty intense you know Meh. i'd fucking let fucking you die sorry man but we gotta stop Sauron. <laughs> Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I honestly, I, you're, you're right. You know, the mission must go on. Uh, then we lead into the snow troll fight. what do you think of the snow troll fight? That was great. It's pretty short, but probably shouldn't have been much longer, but it was sort of like, like, it, I guess before we go any further, I need to say like, I don't know. I, I sort of went in this with such, such a low bar that really, I just feel like, well, yeah, it was like, I don't know. I don't fucking like, I was like, I didn't think it was going to be great. So maybe that's why I think it's great. But the, the snow troll part was really good. I mean, I thought the snow troll looked good, looked pretty good. Um, maybe not quite on par with the Peter Jackson trolls. Um, but pretty damn good. And, uh, he sort of fucks up her entire team. And then 
Gladiol, once she gets close to it, it's like two seconds, and she fatalities the fuck out of that thing. Like, stabs great in the kill. face like nine times. Yeah, great little, like, little... It's almost like a Peter Jackson nod in a way. You know how Peter Jackson wasn't afraid to get a little gory? It was like a little, like, nod to him going, like, look. And when she, like, <clears throat> she stabs a sword into the bottom of his throat, and then she turns around and, like, pulls the for- thor- sword forward, and it cuts the jaw in half. So this guy's like yeah. jaw. This troll's jaw is kind of like dangling in two pieces. And when she uh, hacks the blood of that of the jaw and like the spit and everything hits the camera lens. And I was like, "That's a good little. That's a nice little touch right there. Pretty Maybe a little gooey. You know, <clears throat> that feels like a Peter Jackson nod. Uh, there are cuts in that like it, for hi- hyper 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 analyzing that fight scene, and I did. For, for you, dear listeners, there are cuts in that fight scene that are a little weird. They're just like, they don't exactly line up with the way that Galadriel uh, finishes a move and starts a move. There's always like a bit of a difference. Not enough for you to go like, oh, that's that's really distracting. But you would see like when Galadriel jumps up into the air and when she lands, she lands in a different way in one cut than she does in the other way. Mm-hmm. Or in another cut, you know. There's just like little things I like noticed, that. I noticed a con- like a small little. I don't even know if you want to call it a continuity error, because that's not even really one either. But um, when oh, I guess it's a little later. It's the characters we meet, the Harfoot girls. Right. One of them like falls in the mud, and then like falls like face first in the mud, and then gets <laughs> up. And in the next scene we see her, she does have a little handkerchief, and she's like wiping her face clean. Well, like, come on now. You're telling me she cleaned her entire body with that little handkerchief and fucking two seconds? Yeah. I caked am into here that mud. for mud continuity, <laughs> right? I want the characters to get dirtier and grimier as we go. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, we, we're almost there to the Harfoots. I think there's a, after this scene uh, with the snow troll, Galadriel's team basically like say, we quit. You know, we're, we've gone too far. Like we're on a wild goose chase, and they lay down. No, her team doesn't fucking say that. There's like one little douchey McDouche elf who fucking doesn't even have a name, and he's like, "I no, that was the name." So that right on the Amazon, he's like, "We quit. We're quitting." And uh, and they do. Or I think at first she's like, "No, you're not allowed." And then they're like ten minutes later after they fight a snow troll, they're like, "Yeah, we are." So yeah, I don't know. And she goes on her own and then pretty much gets to fucking Elrond. Elrond comes into the into play pretty quick after that. Yeah, so when her team abandons her, she pretty much has to come back home to Linden. And Linden is this uh, elven society. Yeah, soup company. They make uh, Linden <laughs> chicken noodle Fant- soup. Soul velvety. Like, try their, try their tomato. Add a little fishy crackers in there. Yum. Yum. Does Lipton even uh, make soup? They make tea. No, I think Campbell's Lipton made soup. soup. Is it Lipton Candles? Soup. I, I could soup. go for some junky, junky chicken noodle. I thought Alron uh, was. We don't got to go like scene by scene, but like, I thought Alron was great. Yeah. Um, Do you know who's playing Elron? Not to get back onto the Game of Thrones thing, but it's young Ed Stark from season eight or something from the flashback where they're at the Tower of Light or oh, whatever. Should eh? I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think about it. Yeah, it's I was him. looking at him as Elron, and I was like, I can kind of buy you as Hugo Weaving. Yep. In like yep, 500 absolutely. years. <laughs> At 2,500. That's how far behind, far before the fellowship we are. 2,500 2, years. 2,500. So we have a lot of time to kind of move 
It's a long time for Elrond to grow his hair out. How long does the war with Sauron like last? Probably a couple hundred. Must be a couple hundred, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think I want to brush up on some some Lord of the Rings history. It's true. But currently, I don't know. Well, we got Big Cheese Daddy. Big Cheese Daddy has talked to us a few times, being like, "Look, man, I'm I'm your Lord of the Rings lore guy." So, whatever questions we have. If you heard us ask us on this episode and any future episode, just go ahead and well, message his, us and let us know. His opinion is important then because like absolutely on important. this subject matter because we need to know how he feels about it because he might hate it. I don't know in terms of I hope he doesn't. I hope he's positive. I hope but, he doesn't. You know. But I don't know in terms of, you know, source material here how true, true we are being. I think it is from what I understand, I think it is relatively true, but also it's exploring like new like a lot of new territory. Like for example, I think these like these harf what are they, Harfoots, right? Yeah. They're like a Hobbit ancestor. Yeah, they're an ancestor of the Hobbits. Like before there were Hobbits, there were Harfoots and two other species. And I think one's like one's got a crazy name. It's like a spindly called, or something like that. They're called Stewers and Fallowhides. Right? Fallowhides. Okay. Spindly do. I may be in my own head canon. <laughs> i guess they're not as short as hobbits and like i don't know they, they just, seem like, pretty fucking... short they seem shorter than hobbits to be honest no they do not absolutely not they don't they seem uh they seem taller than hobbits but some of them look incredibly like hobbits and some of them will just look like weird like trolls but i mean i <laughs> there's a few they of them all seem to have the the little decorative fucking leaves in their head and shit they're yep. like bush people they seem to live like the fucking munchkins in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> they all just pop out of a bush. Oh, that whole scene of them just popping out. Like, they see the 200s and then they, you know, signal they clo- the coast is clear. And they're all just, like, popping out of trees and bushes and, like, under from the dirt. And I got, like, little dirt hats with, like, grass on top. And we, we there's this one hobbit. The real real old looking the first hobbit we see he just kind of he's got one like lazy eye going one way and he's just like haggard looking i thought i thought it was that great. might have been a woman i don't know <laughs> it might have been it was that old uh love the harfoot. harfoot i love they the see these like uh i thought they were so much guys. fun they see these like hunter traveler guys whatever they are with big uh fucking like moose antlers or like you know it's lord of the rings so it's probably called like great moose yep um the great antlers, moose like, of Halas strapped Thanior. on their back. Yeah. And uh, those guys are actually pretty great. The one guy, the the less serious of the two, I'm a big fan of. Is he uh is he like a name? Is he like somebody real? Like not not real, but you no, mean I just, like, like an actor. No, I just mean like that character, that that scene. You just like that guy? Yeah, he was cool. I went, he was like, oh, are are these foxes running around? I love that the Harfoots are like they're like little mischievous like they're oh they're in hiding for some reason. Maybe it's because they're really small and they're like they're scared. Like uh, they're scared. They're all making a know? big deal about these hunter guys coming through. Yeah, scared exactly. Them. So they they keep they stay in. And we got uh, like the fucking all the time. Mayor of the Harfoots or something who has like three wives. I don't know what's going on there, or like maybe they're just his fucking consultants or something. But they're all dressed like a fucking Benny Jesuit following him around town. They're like the dirt, so it's, it's just like hey, they're this the dirty Jesuit. All this the stuff. dirt Jesuit. Is not from the books at all, right? It's because it's I don't just know. Like they, as from what I looked up, is that the only time Harfoots are ever mentioned is in the prologue to fucking 
the the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Called called Concerning Hobbits. Yep. And that's where you get the mention of the ancestry of the Hobbits. Yeah. And you get the Harfoots and the Stewards and the Fallowhides. And that's it. So this is all extrapolating just upon that, as far as I can tell. And I wonder, like, how much, if that is the case, I wonder how much of that is throughout this whole show that's just sort of, like, taking a little seed from Tolkien's works and trying to grow it into something. Well, that is, that, that is actually a really good observation, I think, because I was having the same thought uh, in regards to the ending of the episode. Do you want, can I, can we talk about it now or do we want? It's just about the that. Of the, the end of the episode, yes. The ending of the episode so, with the fucking well, with the comet going through the sky. The comet going the through comet. the sky. Yeah. So the comet at the very end of the episode, we see a comet go across the sky and it lands near the Harfoots with our uh, main character of the Harfoots, Nori, discovering where the comet lands, and it turns out it's a man. And right at the end, end of the man. episode. Well, not entirely naked. He's got like a Hulk situation going on. He somehow yeah, he's got like around. a he's got a little thing on. Somehow you know? has a little fucking dick cover. And the very last scene of that of that sh- of that the very last scene of the episode is the man in the center of his like fire fiery explosion area, and it is it is like purposely made to look like Sauron's eye. I think. You know what yeah, I, mean? I thought or or the yeah or the marker. Yeah, I think so. Well, so that, something like that. Do we, do we think of that guy as Sauron or something? Like, I like? think so. That I think that's what they are. That's what they're alluding to. But to go off your point of like taking seeds and stuff. <clears throat> so from what I understand is that there are like poems and stories uh, in the Lord of the Rings sort of you know legendarium, like the the, the whole universe uh, about a man falling from the sky you know, as a giant fireball. And I think Tolkien made it so that like every culture has a different version of that story that has been passed on by generation to generation, which I think is part of the reason why they showed practically almost every character with the exception of Gladriel, all looking up at the, at the, uh, the comet, you know, everybody wasn't looking at the comet, but that's because she was in the fucking, she was going into the land of the undying. Which exactly. appears to always just be like fucking bright suns. Like to me, it honestly seems like the land of fucking skin cancer. But <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. Hope like, you packed your. They, they could SBF just be playing a whole 40. trick on it, people. And it's like, you know, the land of undying is really like it's just we just launch you into the sun. Yeah, you don't <laughs> die because you become fucking. You like you know you become sun energy. Yeah, sun, yeah. Like, and bullshit. That much, fucking loophole like yeah. that. Isn't that much better? And we'll talk a little bit more about that scene as well. But uh, but that's very. She's not looking a, at the comet, but she's like reacting, and she's spliced in with all of, with all the. She's people feeling at the like something she's feeling is happening. It. Yeah, and and she's it's also like she needs to take a little dip, and hops right in the ocean, right? Just a little bit of a swim. So that where that's where we leave Gladriel at the end of the episode is she just like hops into the ocean. I guess she's gonna where do swim back learn to, to swim, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, no, that's a very good observation. Cause I think you're, I think you're onto something there of them taking, um, little seeds of stories and changing them or adapting well, them fully into a storyline. I'm really interested about this meteor man because it does like, it seems kind of like this is where they start to lose me. So I don't know. I need to be reeled back in a little bit on this yeah, meteor yeah. man. Stuff. Well, if we notice, like the other thing that the show does is that it, 
does superimpose the map onto certain scenes so that when you're like traveling between different storylines, uh, it tells you where on the map where it is. And it's a little jarring at first when you first like watch the show because you don't know exactly where places are necessarily because different because now it's because it's 2500 years before the events of lord of the rings the popular names for all of these locations aren't there right now they're, like yeah they're not what we know like we not the, exactly some of the names like i wrote down some of the names like ford fjord waste the northernmost waste yep linden the linden. capital of the high elves and that's in where the Shire is where during Fellowship. Like, that's way up in the high northeast. And it's no longer Wait, there, I Linden? think, by the... Yeah, Linden. Or, or is that... Isn't that where the High Elves are? The Shires are? Is what you're telling me? Yeah, that's what in I'm Linden? telling you. It's, it's up in well, the northeast. Northwest. But the Harfoots are in. The Harfoots are in Rov- Rovanian. Rovanian. Right. And I think that is south of the realm, or maybe a couple, maybe uh, east of the realm of, uh, of Rohan, and north, mm. directly north from what we know as Mordor, currently known as the Southlands. Mordor. Was it currently known as? The Southlands. It's a Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things really took a turn in about 500 years. Oof. Now, this, this I do want to talk about all right, do you want to talk more about the uh, map stuff or you go for right now? Nope. Okay. So I do want to talk about one of the more uh, original storylines that we know of in in this series. It's the story of Arianor and um, Bronwyn. Which Is are, that his name, Arianor? I think so, I mean, yeah. I, I might be getting that, that wrong. I thought it was like Arondir. Arondir? That sounds closer, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. We'll come Elfish up with some name. fucking dumb nickname for him sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Uh, so his story and her story are revolving around the Southlands. And there's this kind of like Romeo and Juliet thing going on right now. Because he's an elf. And what he is tasked mm-hmm. to tasked with is monitoring this realm of men who a thousand years beforehand were allied with Morgoth. So these guys. Well, it seems have- they still are. Well, it's alluded to, but it seems like they're trying to like they they kind of hate the elves for going like, why are you treating us like like well the, our forefathers? The elves have, you know? It's like the elves have occupied it the whole time, pretty much. Well, they have, pretty and much. I I think it is very clear that they are still um, loyal to Morgoth. I think that the one guy in the bar who is getting really worked up and he. He comes after our elf character and start tries to start shit with him. He starts saying things like, our king will return. And, like, he's not talking about fucking Aragorn, buddy. He's not talking is about... He, is, is he not? Or is it... Or no, is, he's talking or about is Morgoth. he talking about Morgoth? See, it could be Morgoth. interpreted as either. Because I was thinking about this, too. It's like, you no could way. interpret it as either. I'm sure you could, but I think you would be wrong if you were interpreting it as Aragorn. It's 2,500 years beforehand. Uh, that probably has yeah. nothing even to do like that's that's not happening it's this guy's also like super angry like there's a lot like, he's fueled by hate and and I then guess so and on top of I don't that think gondor is there's was, was the scene where on yeah exactly on top of that there's a scene where Arondir is or whatever his name is is talking to he once he finds out he's leaving 
And he says, he's like up on the tower looking out. And he's up there with, I don't know, some guy. And he's talking yeah. about how... Jared the Elf. He, how he's been there for for so long. S- like 79 him. years. Yeah. 79 years. What are we talking about? What's the point we're going at here? I don't know. You were just going. I was following your lead, but I think no, you lost, we the, just lost the plot. <laughs> uh, with uh, the no, no, no. The Once he's being... up on the on the tower, and he's talking to his friend up on the tower, and he's talking about how he's been there for seventy years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He and his his the guy he's talking to says something that's pretty explicit of like, uh, the reason you were here is because of who they're still loyal to. Exactly, and but the reason you're, I, it's, you know the reason you're leaving. He's like, he's like, the reason you're here is because of the people that they were loyal to and they value the history. Like it, it, to them, it's still in their lifetime that these guys, this area of men was loyal to Morgoth, but to the, those men down there, it's been like 10 generations, you know, like it's been a lot of time since the battle of Morgoth. And it's like to the elves is not, it's, it's to the elves. It's not that much time. And that's why there's this animosity between the two. I think you're right in essence if they aren't currently loyal to Morgoth, then I think these guys are going to be like the first to turn. They're going to turn into evil men in like episode three or something. Well, who like that guy? Okay, so let's say that that guy who was saying our king is going to return, he was talking about Aragorn. How does or that... the the he wasn't talking maybe not Aragorn, but like Isildur or the 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 king of men. But, but aren't we not, still so not far? A king bef- of men right now. Aren't we still so far like before any of that? No, Isildur is cast this season. We'll, we will be meeting him in the next like episode or two. Yeah, but he wouldn't. But he hasn't exactly. But he hasn't. Has he been around already? Like, would he be returning? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, you I have no know. idea. And the answer is no. <laughs> Morgoth okay, shall return. <clears throat> the important thing here, though, is the this love story that they're kind of alluding to between Ariandor and Bronwyn. And Why it is, is it like important? a Romeo Juliet thing. Like she is from like this race of evil men. And so he has to like keep an eye on them, but he's also developing feelings for her and she mm-hmm. might not be evil, but we don't know that for sure. You know? Yeah. Things can take a chance. I Things hope can take they a left move turn. away from this. I hate romance plots in my Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's because you have no heart. You're right. But also because it fucking muddles up the movie. Like that shit they put in the Hobbit was garbage with Evangeline Lilly. Running around with Feely or Keely, whoever the fuck, Geely. <laughs> sure, yeah, right? no, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it it worked for Viggo Mortensen and uh, and Arwen, and it was barely in it, and that's the way it should be. You there were like, a love very, story, very little. It's true, yeah. They were a love story that never that practically they were never in the same room together. It was always exactly like, through, like fantastic. Monologues. And then eventually you get there, and they're like, "Oh, we did it. We got a little smooch." That's good, boom. That's a good point. Bing, bang, boom. Done. That's a good point. But uh, I'll be remiss before uh, if I if I don't mention this. Obviously, the story of Ariandor and Luthien, or uh, uh, Arindor and Bronwyn is kind of a res- reference to Baron and Luthien, which I think Aragorn and Aragorn and Arwen are also a reference to Baron and Luthien. And do you know who Baron and Luthien are? I don't think so. It's like a similar sort of like story of. Uh, 
of a human and an elf falling in love, but it's kind of, kind of forbidden. Like, but in uh, Baron Luthien, it's the man Baron and the immortal elf maiden Luthien who fall in love. Uh, I don't know the exact extent of the, the exact extent of the story, but it's, I think it's pretty much like Romeo hold and Juliet. On, hold you know, on, hold on, hold Something on. Like that. Are you telling me that they're taking a different storyline from the books and just repainting it? Because I hate this traditionally. <laughs> traditionally, yes. Me? Yeah, I think I am. I think I am telling mm-hmm. you that. I didn't mean to I do that know. to you. I need but, to hear uh, I feel G- like I need to hear Big Cheese Daddy and the other Patreons, the other <laughs> the other patrons opinions on this. Fuck yeah, man. I forgot to tell everybody that I took an edible before recording this episode. So I'm playing kind of like a podcast roulette right now. <laughs> How are you feeling? Still feeling good? Still feeling I'm frosty? still okay, but I can feel like the like the tinge of it coming on the edge. Like the 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 edges of my vision are starting to get a little fuzzy. Okay. All right. Well, we might but I could be to, getting a migraine. I don't know. We might have to land <laughs> this plane. But, uh, I don't know where this goes. When I would like to go back to the... So when Galadriel is... She's granted passageway to the land of the Undyne with a bunch mm-hmm. of other elves who I guess are all veterans of the Morgoth War, as far as I could gather. I guess so, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. It's earned them passage into the land of the Undyne. Which, as we saw, similar to as we saw in the Peter Jackson movies, that is, they put you on a small skinny boat, and they just sail you, you know, fucking east or west or whatever direction until the sun just blinds you. And then this time, everyone started like a choir-type elven sing-along. It's like a Viking Um, traditional sort of like suicide thing. You know how, like, if you're too old, you jump off a cliff? Except it's not that, because you live forever. Yeah, well, you know, some might say. Unless, of course, they're watching you into the sun. (laughs) Yeah, and I. So we don't know. I think that's just a sales tactic. Look, man, you can live forever. All right, just keep on riding till that sun blinds your eyes. Um, And Galadriel jumps off of like it's just even like even that whole that whole scene was dumb and gratuitous. No, I thought it was. uh, No, thought it was cool. She has this great conversation. It's a pilot thing. She has this big conversation with Elrond before that, where he's basically, you know, telling her why it would not be a good idea for her to go. And she almost agrees and then goes, goes anyways, until the very last moment, like waiting until the very last moment and having her dive into the ocean and have to swim back. No, no, no. Did you say that he was telling her she shouldn't go? Because he was absolutely telling her you need to go. The High King commands it. Yeah, 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 you're right. And she's saying that she needs to stay. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like both. Yeah, of them were that's what she's saying. Around like fucking Trout's constantly. But you don't, you don't defy the High King, and the High King, you know, first of all, looks great. Oh man, he's the best looking elf, and it, and it unfortunately oh. is because of the long hair. Doesn't that guy? Let me tell you. Doesn't that guy look like young Liam Neeson? Um, I didn't see Liam Neeson. Honestly, at times I was picturing Kyle McLaughlin in that role, if I'm going to be honest. A young oh, Kyle wow. McLaughlin. Because I was going to blow hair. your mind because he played a young Liam Neeson, I think, in Kinsey back in like 2005. Mm, I, I mean, I guess I could see it. I was also picturing him as Iris. I watched the, uh, what did I watch? Black Mass, the horror show on Netflix. And there's a character mm. in that, the priest. Uh, oh. And I was picturing him too. I also uh, I saw I he, I looked at his IMDb Black page. Mass, and midnight he was, Mass, Midnight Mass. He was uh, 
he was a uh, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. He played he played fucking Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, man. He's working. He's that alpha looks great, and you know, unfortunately, it's like I I like a elf with long hair. Sorry, he's also short hair. They look great, and I buy it. Like I'm allowing it at least. So this is another lore thing I wanna I wanna ask Big Cheese Daddy and the and the rest of the team here. Uh, I've heard a bunch of things on the internet about elves and long hair. Like they all have long hair, technically speaking, in the books because it's like their hair is sacred to them. Is this too big of a turn in the show? To it, almost none of them have long hair. I think we may ha- we have like two of them with long crazy. hair. It is crazy. <laughs> like almost none of them. It's like they specifically went out of their way to be like, nope, fuck that. And um, like two of them are blonde. Like maybe two. And yeah. in the Peter Jackson series, they were, they were all blonde, fair skin blonde. Uh, I do. I I'm a okay with the whole. Uh, well, Elrond wasn't, but long hair. And I guess yeah, Arwen yeah, yeah. either. Yeah, Arwen wasn't blonde either. But isn't Arwen half human? No, probably not. No, I think she's full. Full. Probably full not on because elf. it's it's also stated in this briefly that it's sort of an abomination situation if you do a half breed elf and human. I guess so. Like there's one guy so, that yeah. sort of makes a comment at them. Interesting. So there we know of a bunch of like half humans or part human part elf characters in lord of the rings aragorn i think is one of them uh he i think in the books technically speaking according to lore he's like 84 years old but because of the blood that he might have like in terms of like the numenorians and possibly like an elfin sort of you know a little <laughs> a little swing into the elf territory somewhere yeah, along maybe. the line <laughs> weekend trip you know, he, he lives a little bit longer, and so do a lot of these um, rangers that he's a part of. So, uh, I, I mean, I could have that all wrong, but uh, it's interesting to know that that's kind of like an abomination sort of situation here in um, in the in the Rings of Power. Now, let me ask you, do you think uh, Elrond and Galadriel have a, have a thing going on? Because in that scene where they're talking with each other, there feels like there's a little Jim Jammery. Probably, just because, like, it's a TV show, but... Hope I hope they just keep it as like a you know platonic good friendship, but uh, because again that's that would just feel gratuitous to me. But who knows? I really like I do really like the the relationship that they show us between the two of them. Elrond's a pretty I mean, good dude, yeah. and he gets pretty cold. I know this is you know separate from the Peter Jackson stuff, but if we are going to like him, it's hard for me to not sort of connect them in my own little fucking fan fiction. Right? And, yeah. To picture that Elrond becoming the Hugo Weave, the Hugo Weaving Elrond, it's like you know he becomes a cold motherfucker, stern. Oh yeah, well a hardened politician, and I think we're seeing well, Elrond right in this now, early like, days. His younger version seems very driven by you know like his heart. Yeah, in a lot of ways. When Elrond know. of the of of Lord of the Rings, it's like he's almost like Spock in a way. He's just like logic like tradition. Spock. You know, he is like pointy ears, Spock, weird man. eyebrows. You know, they're kind of like squinting, yeah. like tilted down. Mister Anderson. Um, so okay, I think it was in the end where I think it might have been like when the comet was happening, or when we're jumping around and getting all these different shots. There's one shot, and I didn't catch it the first time through, but on my second time, where you see, I'm pretty sure it was like the silhouette of an ant, like a, yes. a walking tree. Yep, and yep. when the uh, and I th- think it's a uh, the comet's coming by overhead, and yep. that was great. Just a little that was a good fucking little touch. Mocking tree slid in there. 
that's all I need, you know? Yep. Uh, uh, I like that they also... Like that. Very good. I, I like that they added Celebrimbor uh, into the storyline. I think uh, Celebrimbor. Celebrimbor... I think Celebrimbor is uh, kind of untouched territory as far as, like, the... I mean, he Celebrimbor, like, if you play the Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor video games, like, obviously his character is in that, but it's completely different from the Celebrimbor from the Rings of Power. Celebrimbor in the... Um, in the video games, it's like this hard. I'm, I'm gonna need you to explain Calibrimbor to me. I played the games and I don't fucking remember any of it. <laughs> Calibrimbor is the guy that forged all the rings, ex- with the exception, I think, of the One Ring. I I think Sauron forged the One Ring himself to control all the other rings, but all the other rings that uh that were created for the elves, you know, like you know, four for the well, uh, elfin lords, you know, five, nine yeah. for the ring, uh, kings yeah, of men. We got it. He made all of those rings. And and I think in a lot of cases, those rings start to become tainted over time. So, like, that story of Celebrimbor, especially the men's rings. The men's rings are definitely, like, part of the reason why they become tainted or in some some sort of way. And when did we see him in this? Uh, Right at the very end. Not right at the very end, but, like, uh, it's when Elrond is having the meeting with uh, the High King. Gilgalad is his name. Um. He's having a meeting with uh, Gilgalad. Okay, and I wasn't sure like, who this guy was. Yeah, Kilbrimbor. Yeah, and he's like, Kilbrimbor. "I got a task for you, Elrond. Why don't you come with me?" And I think it's going to have to do with like it's going to have to do with the rings in some some shape or format. Hopefully, it's, it's not one be. of those stupid fucking scavenger hunts where people just go around and they're like, "I need a paperclip. I need a <laughs> picture of a fucking person holding a paperclip. Get the fuck out of here." Well, I'm trying I, to write I, my I, novel I, at Starbucks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was I was sneaking feeling mm, you might be disappointed, but we'll leave that there. All right, we'll leave that storyline where it lies. Overall, uh, I'm pretty happy with yes. with this show. I, it does like at first. Uh, if I'm gonna be honest, my first watch through, I was like, "It's pretty good," but it's kind of boring. Like I don't really know. Like that's how I like my Lord of the Rings. A little bit boring. Yeah, but it's like at at first, especially if you're just going in completely like pretty blind. It's hard to know, figure out what the fuck is going on, and actually like put names to everyone and figure out. It is, yeah, it's a lot happening to take because in. There's a lot of talking. This first episode is a lot of talking. It's pretty much all talking, and you know has a snow troll fight in it. But the second time through, once I had a way better understanding, I knew characters' names, and. uh where the plot was going way more of an of idea of what was going on. I was able to notice all these little things that I again missed the first time, like little ants walking around. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. So I'm having fun, but I'm fucking still cautious, man. The meteor man at the end. I don't know. Going into the second episode. It's like, we can go any direction with the meteor man stuff. And it's just like, and what, like how many directions are there really? When it comes down to well, it. the thing, the thing that I that I think when it comes to the Tolkien universe is that, uh, I have I really don't have any expectation for this series other than just kind of take me on an adventure. You know, like there's there's I I I'm not married to the source material. I'm not married to the sh- the movies either. I, I like the, even though I haven't I like read the a, like all this a lot of the source material, I am married to it. It's fucking holy works, man. It's like Tolkien shit. It's like just don't fuck with that shit. It's great and there's so much of it. I think you can so, fuck with it. 
I think you can fuck. That, you but can that's fuck me. With that's anything me. If you put enough money down, but it's just like, what's the point? When there's a good stuff that like so much that people have been trying to get made for so long, and people have been diehard fans of Tolkien shit for like fucking fifty, sixty years longer. And just make something cool. So, just make something cool. If it's cool, then you it's all all is forgiven. I mean, I guess, but like fucking anything's cool. It's just like again, if you can not make anything. something cool, and not call it Lord of the Rings. So it's like, yeah, but if something's cool, then it is. Then it fits your fucking high high bar. Your criteria of being cool. It doesn't necessarily the thing need is, to though, be called Lord of the Rings. I'm just saying, like, if all of a sudden this Meteor Man is like their own original take and he's like a fucking X-Men mutant shooting losers out of his hand, it's like, well, fucking, I don't know, guys. I don't know. What if it's cool? Well, but that's, it's such a dumb, I, I'm sorry. It's just so dumb to say that, man, because we could fucking <laughs> put like Mario into the fucking Lord of the Rings and make it look cool for a minute. And be like, wow, Mario well, is in Lord tra- of the Rings. It looks cool. Doesn't mean it's good. So don't, but guess what? Don't call it a fucking adaptation. Just say it's based on it. Don't That's, use the no, words adaptation, adaptation if you're not adapting it. That is what it comes down to. Adaptation, Just say it's based on it. Adaptation, adaptation includes that definition. It is way broader Maybe than call just it like a loose adaptation. from page to screen. It's like, sure, it does, but it, it, it doesn't go the other, like, just say it's, just say it's based on it. Like, that's fine. You don't need to call it a fucking an adaptation or like a faithful adaptation or like, you know, whatever. It's just what the, if you're okay. saying an adaptation, adapt it. What if our what if our what about our audiences? All right. How about how about Cheese Daddy Nicole, Degree for Women? What do you guys think? Do you, would you be really upset if they really start fucking with the timeline, start fucking with the source material? Or would you be yes. kind of like if it's cool, it's they cool. would be well. They would be. I want to hear their opinions. I want to hear their opinions. Maybe maybe some people are on my side here. I'm definitely in the minority minority because every time I talk to people about this, everybody's like, fuck you. And I'm just like, all right. He's like, everybody I meet is kind of like Steve. That's what I'm getting at. Actually, the only person I talk to is me, is Steve. Because it's just, it's again, it's just like, it's, it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's like, there's a million cases where they do go off the source material and they do something cool and it's not as good as the source material. There's millions of cases of that. I mean, the definition of cool even is, you know, subjective, but well, okay. Let me give you my point here. This example, before we get to that point, let me give you this example of what I'm talking about. So take Dune 2021's Dune. All right. It is an adaptation. Virtually none of the dialogue Virtually none of the dialogue from the book made it to the movie at all. I'd say maybe 10%. That's a fucking, yeah, but that's Dune is a fucking. And I much prefer hard sci-fi. The reason that movie is one of the, listen, the reason that movie is such a big success. We all know is because of rock hard sex appeal in every direction. We got Timothy Shyamalan. We got Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaacs. It's dripping the drip. Right, Josh Brolin, <laughs> the drip. Oh, that's true. Stellar yeah. skateboard. Yeah, 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 the drip all over that movie. Dave Batista, Will. Woo! Right? Woo! But the, I mean, the dialogue in Dune is such fucking bonkers, fucking sci-fi nonsense that it, if you, but it is a change. Day, it's fucking just like blurting out the Orange Catholic Bible. You know, it probably still would have done pretty good. 
I mean, when you cast like a, a a stacked cast like that, then yeah, you're you're right. You can literally just make it about. You could just make you know. You can just make uh, the Muppets go to space and just have the same cast, and it would make a million billion dollars. Muppets go to space too. Live action. Mm-hmm. Live action. Right. Muppets Oscar Isaac, space. Kermit the Frog. So, all the way back <laughs> to the Meteor Man stuff. These sure, poems okay. you speak of. Do we know like what? It just talks about a guy falling from the sky. Like, what does he do after that? I don't know. Uh, that far, I don't know. I just saw it on like the One Ring wiki, and all I know is that there are poems regarding a man falling from the sky. As far as anything else goes after, like uh, it, that, it is Sauron or anybody of importance. I don't know. I just know of well, a storyline or poems of things people of a man falling from the sky. It could be thing- Sauron, but we don't know. The thing with it being Sauron is that, I mean, like, if, as far as we can tell, Sauron already exists. Like, they showed him yeah. for a second in the Galadriel exposition. So I don't think it's Sauron, because he he's already out there. I don't know if, it, like, so to me, I guess we're going to find out more about this guy. I don't know if he has magical powers or anything, but I'm going to assume so, because he came fucking launching out of the sky in a meteor mm-hmm. like if he does he almost has to be like a wizard right or or something i and and so again i hope this does i hope they don't do something they're like it's oh what's his name oh his name's gary it, that no it's actually G- gandalf <laughs> oh it'd be like oh yeah man. yeah that is a uh that is a or, good point because they could know, do or, that or i mean even, how old is even Sauron, or I don't know. Maybe they could make them. There's always like the blue Sauron. wizards they talk about who n- never have been shown on screen. Um, but <laughs> it's Radagast. And he, he just starts smoking weed and gets real paranoid. And he's like, I'm going to hang out with rabbits, yo. Like, are those guys alive <laughs> in this timeline? Like, was Radagast uh, I don't know. for The Hobbit? Uh, he was created for, no, he already existed. And I think he was, he showed up in the Hobbit book, the original Hobbit book. I think he might've been very loose. Too. I don't know. But, I know he's like a like a, a nature wizard. He's like big in like, yeah, does Gandalf I think Gandalf does a I think Gandalf does fucking live in this time period. Fuck that I'll makes pause. him real old. Because man. I think he's also one of those like fucking angel god people. Technically in the Cimmerillians. Technically, shit. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're I think right. He is. Or at least like the the wizards, all all the wizards in general come from this like sort of angel race almost. You know, I think they're the same deal as Morgoth, but I don't know. I'm, this is where same I got to brush up. Fallen angels. Well, yeah, maybe let's wrap uh, this thing up. Yeah, big cheese, daddy. Why don't you give us a little bit of a lore dive on uh, everyone? Message us next. If any of y'all have have the lore, it's true. Let us yes. know. If you know, yeah, let us know. If you're feeling up to Do it, you want to rate it out of ten? You want to give it a rate rating out of ten? No, I don't. Maybe an eight. I'll give it an eight. Yeah, maybe an eight. I don't know. I don't know what could make it a ten, but like it's pretty good. I, I yeah. It, it, I need to see the rest. This is you know same True. thing with, it's, with, it's with series the wheel of time. Finished. It's like you know, it depends on you know that first episode ultimately is part of a bigger story that's being told here. How many episodes are we dealing with for Rings of Power? I think eight. I think eight episodes. That's solid. That's all. Yeah, it's a smart play. I think that's a smart play. Go, go quality over quantity. I did. 
Excellent. <laughs> well, we're going to call it here. Let us know uh, if, if, if you want. Get at us in any of the various ways to get at us. Uh, your opinions on this, where you stand, if there's any lore you can fill in, all the correctness on all the things we got wrong. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we will definitely be back next week with another review of The Rings of Power, episode two.